0: It's Zach, and today I'm here with a very special guest. I am joined by Daniel Rodriguez. Daniel, how are you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing quite well. How about yourself, Zach?
0: Good, man. Doing really well. Thanks for asking, and thanks for taking some time to chat today. No problem, man. I got you, dog. (laughs) Appreciate it. So, yeah, Daniel uh, is a man of many things. Um, Daniel is an Army veteran, uh, played college football, at uh, Clemson university former nfl player recording artist currently uh, best-selling author motivational speaker i think that's most of the things i might have missed one or two but um that's a little bit about daniel Would do you mind kind of talking a little bit about your background who you are what you do these days
1: uh yeah you know it's i think you nailed most of them um i'm a brother also a son uh, yep. no, I'm <laughs> uh, no, it's good. You know, I um I also pride myself on on pursuing acting, so that's something I would, oh, uh, yeah. I, I like to put in there in terms of my passions and what uh, uh what I aspire to to make a leave a mark on this world with. So yeah, you know, um, I'm just a regular old guy. You know, uh, <laughs> grew up, born and raised in Virginia. Uh, my father was the athletic director at Quantico, the Marine Corps base, so I was um, my neck of the woods. And uh, I think from a young age, I just I was very sport-oriented, and um, sports were a big part of my life, and movies were something that I always watched. So, you know, to me, it's no surprise. Some of the things you listen, what I've accomplished and still want to do is what has always been a driving factor for me. And I don't know, I guess I'll just kind of start there. I think it's a childlike mentality and curiosity that's that's been able to kind of keep me um jumping from a lily pad to lily pad of idea uh and not being afraid to drown right yeah
0: um
1: so yeah i think you know what you listed is is exactly what i've always wanted to do i think speaking and some other things have have been um have come as as a surprise of something that i really enjoy in fact that's how we met i spoke at your university so yeah um yeah you know the journey's been long and uh quite eventful peaks and valleys like you know everybody's life consists of but Uh, For the most part, I'm I'm really enjoy what I do, and I try to do exactly what makes me happy, and and put my efforts and energy into accomplishing goals um, of what I want.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I think it's important to, you know, spend that time and energy on those things that we are passionate about or that we really care about. And it definitely seems like you've done a great job throughout your life prioritizing that. You know, it's
1: come. Excuse me. It's come with it's come with trial and error and also, you know, heartbreak and, and loss, but yeah, it's, it's extremely important to prioritize and structure. And it's something that I'm still growing and learning with. And I think I w- have wasted a lot of time and I am wasting time and, and, and aspects of, of, of accomplishment. So, you know, it's keeping that fire lit and yourself, um, entertained with what you're doing and, and driven and, uh, and hungry. So, Uh, Yeah, I try to put something on my plate that's fresh and appetizing and that's going to make me work and uh, continue to get the best out of me. Um, So, you know, that's the great thing about music and, and acting is, you know, the scripts are different. You know, you're diving into a script and you're really tuning into the character you might be or, you know, or you're writing a song that you just want to have this one line or one bar structured properly. So, you know, it's, it's just something that it, it's, it's for me, it, I love it. So, you know, the process is the enjoyment. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people miss out on their own life is that they're not enjoying their life because they don't love the process. And, and a lot of times the process for most people, I mean, you know, I'm not my sister, including my sister. I love my sister. Just talking to her last night, she doesn't love her job. She's great. She's good at it. But, you know, a lot of people, she don't, they don't love it. Right. And so there's nothing wrong with that. You know, my, she's doing great and, and has a good circle. But me personally, like I've, I've already been down the road of unhappiness and some things that uh, I was doing for other people and not really for myself. So I try to keep myself on the, on the, on the rails or the, the D rod railroad. Uh, and shoot you along as, as best I can with me throwing my coals into that fire, right? So, yeah, um, yeah no, it's it's all it's all good, man. And, um, you know, I just try to stay hungry after what I want and, you know, and, and put my blinders on and, and just work as hard as I can and be thorough um, in what I do.
0: For sure. No, I think that that's, that's good. And I think that, yeah, kind of like you said w- with your sister, I mean, there's... <laughs> It's not bad or a problem if you no, don't no. like what you do or anything. Yeah, not, at all. not um, at all. But, I mean, I know that some people, they just, that's not kind of, like, their style. I and mean, it sounds like that's kind of you or, like, you've maybe done that before or you could do it, but, like, you'd rather just focus all your energy on doing those things that you actually really enjoy and love doing. Absolutely. I mean, um, yeah,
1: kind of reiterate on that a little bit more, but remember, yeah, I joined the Army young, but... Mm-hmm. It was an, always a conversation that I would have with my friends. And I think my psychology structured this way and, and for a bit and almost um, diverted to this as well. It's when I got out of the military and came home, my friends were you know, graduating college. It was a four-year lined up where they were graduating and I was getting out. And most of them were just sending out hundreds of applications. I was like, oh, for what? i like, I don't know, man. I'm just sending out a hundred applications. I'm like, What? Can I cuss? Am I allowed to cuss on this or no? Yeah, you could. Um, I was like, "What? Are you crazy?" Like, you know, and that—that's the mentality I think of a lot of Americans. Like, I mean, we live to be seventy, eighty, a hundred years old, and by the time we're twenty-one, you're trying to lock in for like something you might not even like for the next twenty, thirty years.
0: Right. And then
1: you know, so there, there's just you know, I won't get too much into 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 the weeds of of ideology, but. It's just the principles of I think American standards that we try to rush our lives, or we try to yeah.
0: um,
1: fulfill expectations that aren't even something that are fulfilling, right? Like, <laughs> it's like, who are we living for? What are you trying to accomplish? Um, you know, like, you know, I get circumstances and and be, having to provide, and, I, and it's and it's a blessing and also a a privilege to for me to think like this. Like I've endured a lot, and I know I. I I come from a first world country in a middle class family so there was opportunities that I've been presented that not a lot of people have and I'm very thankful for but at the same time as you mature and grow you have to you have to structure your your own beliefs in your own in your own way of thinking um and it was always crazy to me that people would just come home sometimes study study something in college they didn't even want to study barely get through do it for somebody else be in debt or somebody paid their college loan and now you feel indebted to having to put a hundred applications out there and work a nine to five or something. And mm-hmm. it was just like, it was just like, man, this is a very sad life. Like this is what people are waking up for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and it's again, nothing against it Teach their own. Uh, but I've always said, I like to be the author of my own ambition, right? Like I like mm-hmm. to kind of um, let the wind from my own ideas lift my sails. So, it's just it's just it is what it is i think the military gave me that outlet of not having to work a proper you know government i grew up in the dc area so 90% of my friends are government contractors or fbi cia military um you know so it's it's the apple doesn't far from the tree fall far from the tree in the ecosystem that you grew up in a lot of times um but for me i'm very glad that that I, I i'm still falling far from the tree <laughs> so, <but.
0: laughs> yeah definitely now i know you mentioned daniel that like you know your kind of your circle and the people that you knew growing up were you know in um, that sphere and you know maybe doing things with uh the military and, and whatnot is that always something that you thought like enlisting in the army is that something you always thought you would do or is it kind of just something that when the time came you just said like yeah this is the route that i'm taking
1: Mm, no, I think it was just, I think it was just, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was, um, it was a provided exit, right? It was, um, yeah. it was something that I understood and embraced. My father was a veteran. I grew up on Quantico. He was an athletic director, as I said. So right. just the, the atmosphere in which I was, was extremely pro veteran, um, you know, pro-america you know i don't even know if that's a term but yeah just very (laughs) patriotic in a sense right like you know you you, you, veterans are very proud um Mm -hmm. americans are very proud right and so uh we're we're a wild breed of people in a a big-ass country with a lot of views and a lot of you know guns for that matter so (laughs) like it's just very wild i say it's the wild west I, i i still say that but um no i i think that my upbringing gave me the optic on life of different alternatives or different different like i said exits so mm-hmm. in my own life when i'm going down this highway and i my grades weren't good enough to go into school i had to pass that exit um okay and then i'm still driving down this highway and you know i applied for a job to be a. Uh, when i graduated i barely graduated high school like two point like barely 2.5 if that i think maybe well i think it's below 2.0 Um, So I was like, non-qualifier, SATs were bad. Um, So I'm passing all these exits of opportunity that my friends are getting off on, that are are driving on. And and, uh, yeah, I didn't get a job. My dad died right after four days after high school. And really at that point, there's not too many exits left for an 18 year old kid with a 1.9 GPA and absolutely zero work experience and maturity right like mm-hmm. and if you really put that kid into you know the pan and, and cipher all the bullshit and dirt out that's really what makes up the military and i'm not trying to throw shade on that but that that's that's at at the end of the day most of the military enlisted grunts infantry guys like myself come from a socially economic lower poverty place or are dodging jail or didn't qualify to go to school or this that and the other and you have to remember this is 200678 and that time frame which we're in the thick of a a conflict and the Bush administration and there's just a lot of things going on so um the military and the road I took or the roads I were going to possibly have taken or the roads I would have possibly taken um were very much in the uh, oriented in what I knew and grew up in and I guess found a comfort in or security right like I think it's uh, a security or a pride in the same sense that when you have a, you wear a military uniform in the States more or less the bipartisanship of pro-military in the States is extremely grateful uh, and in that much more on the right side uh, on the conservative side so my upbringing in Virginia um, people weren't looking at, Oh, your dad died. You barely graduated. You're a little pothead. You don't do anything. No, they said, I put a uniform on all of a sudden the marketing changes. It's like, Oh, thank you for your service. Uh, you appreciate what you're doing. Like, Oh, thank you for your sacrifice. I'm like, is it, I, I'm not going to school because I just, I, you know, like I, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, it's such a weird, uh, conundrum. Yeah. Like I just, pissed away my school years and i have no opportunity i don't qualify for school but all of a sudden i'm a hero and people are thanking me for my sacrifice <laughs> Like what right like, I, I like barely passes this drug test are you kidding me <laughs> So, it's just a funny uh a funny world i think in my in my experiences so yeah um yeah You kind of just for me it was just like all charades and you know not all charades like i was doing my job i was a soldier right i Right. That that's completely on a different topic of what my actions and work ethic were in the military, but mm-hmm. the the imagery and the illusion of everything was extremely uh, <laughs> interesting at a young kid's mind because just like, okay, you guys preach and preach and preach that education is this, that, and the other. I didn't have a guidance counselor in my school. My great, you know, I didn't. There weren't a lot of like. My friends had guidance counselors and were putting in applications and they had all this, but I didn't have that. I didn't have anybody helping me. And so now all of a sudden when I have this uniform on, it's, it's a, oh, thank you for your service. It's mm-hmm. like, this was my last option. Like, <laughs> I wish you guys would have been thanking me or telling me, hey, we don't want to be thanking you for your service. We want to be thanking you for your contributions to the greater mind. We want to be thanking you for working hard and creating and developing new software. We want to thank you for learning a language and, and giving back to me Like We don't harness that type of of love and uh, banter in the States. It's a lot of times, where do you come from? What can you show for? What are you going to do? Who do you know? How many followers do you have? Uh, And then at the same time, you let people slip through and and they can get one job, whether it's EMT, firefighter, police, or, or something, something admirable. And it might not be what they want, but all of a sudden, you know, they're they're heroic or it's something. So I think it just gives, gives you a cloak of consistency or gave me a cloak of consistency being in the Army. And it was kind of a scapegoat to all my bullshit and all my immaturity and adolescence and uncertainty. Um, but it also exposed a lot of other things to come uh, having to go to war, you know? You're, you're, yeah. I, at the end of the day, my country was engaged in, in two wars overseas that I, uh, that I was part of. So, you know, it's, uh, it was a weird time, um, being a soldier, uh, as a young adult, a kid, I was 18, 19 in Iraq. Um, so yeah, man, it's a, it's a wild thing. And I wouldn't say it was what I dreamed of or aspired to be, but it was definitely an option, an outlet that was presented as respectful and something that I knew I could do if there were no Mm -hmm. other options
0: yeah no that that definitely makes sense And you know I know that growing up you're really involved with sports and athletics um but I know you mentioned that kind of you know enlisting was the last choice or last option for you. Did you have any like chances to play a sport and go to school or not um not, during high not, school? No, not
1: really. I okay. had like some interest from a division two school or okay. division three school in Richmond like. Some scouts, but again, like I didn't play football my junior year. My parents were going through separation, um, just missed that entire season. My senior year, my coach had some, I would say, animosity towards me missing the first year and started a sophomore over me. So, you know, I think there's e- what I've learned as a young adult, or I mean, I mean. There's egos at every level it doesn't matter if you're the dominoes manager or the president Mm -hmm. there's egos and and ways of thinking that you constantly are going to interact with in this world when you're working with other people or working for other people or playing for a coach or whatever like these are lessons for for everybody or or my you know my but (laughs) so yeah you have to deal with um people who know nothing about your life that don't understand what you're going through and then but you're in their system you're in their program right so um, my high school coach really didn't help me and and that's not me trying to be upset because I don't think I was helping myself like there was maybe one kid this one kid Rex Bradford on my team that he was actively sending out film to Duke this that and the other like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: nobody on from my high school team that I played maybe one kid played liberty football like at liberty but it just wasn't a from my from my like experience like i there was no scouts there was no that i had i didn't have anybody telling me like hey this is the grades you got to maintain we're gonna mm-hmm. help you get your film together you want to play football raise your hand okay let's have an sat study group let's structure what you need to do to play football no i was like oh you missed last season yeah, they didn't care that my parents were going through a divorce they didn't care that I had to go live with my sister in Florida it's like I didn't have the commitment to the team and yeah. all of a sudden now I can't play and um, you know that, 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 that hurts the kid and it's also pride like I was playing varsity since I was a freshman and then all of a sudden you want to pull me back on JV, and again ego for me and I was like well fuck you I'll just go work and I'll come back and I'll just well, I worked and I was like well I'll just go play offseason basketball like because open gym is for during football season the gym's open for you know, high school practice and, like, the off season. So I was like, if you don't want me to play football, I'm just going to go open gym and go play varsity basketball. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. I think it was also that that contrast of, you know, I had options because I was athletic. Like, it wasn't my yeah. only thing. But, um, yeah, no, I uh, definitely didn't have scholarship offers or anything of that nature. I was just, you know, dual, triple sport athlete in high school, played everything. Um hey. And, and that's about it
0: okay and now I know you mentioned that like you know back in high school you you didn't really have or you were really had like that kind of support system of like hey this is how we're, we'll get you a scholarship or whatever um when you got back from enlisting and you know you went you ended up going to Clemson did you have anyone at that stage of your life kind of like help you and guide you to get to that point or was that just all you just like figuring things out and working hard to get there
1: uh, I'm going to think before I answer this, because I, it's a really good question, but I'm like 90, I'm a hundred percent sure it was all me. Like the military provides GI Bill, So that was something that I went in mm-hmm. and had knowledge of it was going to transfer once I got out. Um, but no, at that time I was pretty cold shouldered in terms of my, or I wouldn't say cold shoulder. I was stern. I was very, in Spanish, you say duro. It's hard. I'm very, a very tough and conditioned kid from war. So I went in with the purpose and objective and almost an irritation, too. Like, I wanted to come back with a vengeance. Like, I just survived all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking down the strange streets of high school, and I got to get my GP or my, I got to go get my high school transcript so I can enroll in a local community college. And, you know, I had to walk in on my own accord and go sit down. So no, I, I was by myself, nobody helped me um, again. And I went in and, and got my transcripts and drove and went to the community college that was in my hometown and a role enrolled right there. So um, I was very certain that that was going to be the next step of my life. And again, it's all a reflection. I think that's the thing of surrounding yourself with people in your life that Uh, motivate you, encourage you, or are doing things better than you or what you aspire to be because it gives you that beacon of of hope, infrastructure, and also knowledge, right? Like, and I'm getting at, I'm telling you a timeline of when I got out of the army four years later and all my friends had just been graduating college. So I saw their, that next step very clear that, okay, if they can do this and this is the next process in the American dream and this is what needs to happen like i'm a minority i'm a, I'm a veteran i'm on gi bill now like there's things that i need to attain so i my resume will look good right you start you know i need to put together my resume everything's my resume my resume like my resume which there's 15 million people on. i'm just making up work. 15 million people on linkedin everybody's got a resume so it's like i'm just trying to fit the social structure and hopefully one day not have to check hispanic in a box anymore right like that's yeah. that's my way of thinking um at this time so you know when i got out like yeah i was very driven to go to school get my education um and and kind of well it's also when i got out of the military got you quit getting paid and the gi bill um pays you to go to school as long as you maintain a 2.0 so one of the main driving catalysts for me to make sure i was enrolled right away was because i was going to get a paycheck so that was kind of the the motivating lining in that in that
0: regard as well okay gotcha and like and now coming back you you knew you wanted to play football too that was a big part of it right
1: yes and no i've always wanted to play football my entire life has been i've wanted to play in the nfl i wanted to play in the nfl like my dreams were music movies sports siempre or always excuse me and um it's so loud. I'm thinking in Spanish. Everything else. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, the, the the goal as a kid was always to, my father wanted a world-class athlete. Like I was throwing tennis balls before I could walk. I was walking at nine months. Like I was playing AAU basketball 10 and under at six until um, I was 18. So I literally played 12 years at AU. I was, it was a very, I'm still a decent athlete, right? Like just oh, something, yeah. like, just something that was fine tuned like any other craft. I like see people play the guitar or sing. Oh, I've been playing for fifteen, twenty years. I'm like, it makes sense. People see me play basketball, right? Like I have great basketball skills, handles and run the court and I know the game. It's like, yeah, I've literally been playing since I could walk. Like I just the hoop to me is, is I know how to put the ball in the hoop from anywhere on the court. It's just the way that I can do it. Football football is the same. So um I you know yeah, it's, it's very, it's, you know, I, I I was, I grew up an athlete, man. And I'm very, I'm very thankful. Like I love uh, the, the opportunity that sports presented. Um, But yeah, you know, everything has a shelf life and uh, I was necessary for me to take lessons from that and, and use that later in life of commitment and dedication and work ethic and and et cetera. So there's a lot that, you know, came from sports and still come from sports and uh, you know, that I, that I absolutely love, and I'm very thankful to have been able to to play and, and still play for fun.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I think that's great, and I think it's it's you know crazy to think that you you have played at the highest level of football. Um, I mean, you played at a really great collegiate program. You made it to the NFL. Like you've bro, you know you've bro, done bro. that. Yeah, I got story. Right, I got knocked out at the
1: highest level, bro. I got knocked out when okay. they say when they say leave it all on the field. Your boy left it all on the field. <laughs> Yeah, that's how that's how it needs to be remembered. Like it sucks that I didn't like for me. Like there's always, oh man, I I only played four preseason games in the NFL, but you know I had catches, punt return, never fair caught a pat, fair caught a punt, never took a knee in the end zone on kickoff, but I was living. I knew I had nothing to lose. So
0: yeah,
1: you know yeah, I played at the highest level, and um, it, truthfully, it was just I was proving it to myself and it's it's a weird diagram yeah. in infrastructure because I probably would have never played at a program like Clemson if I didn't have the background or story I had but then yeah. once I get to Clemson I would have never had the success or the ability to compete if I didn't have the upbringing I had so it it was kind of this gap where like because, dude I'm not like I was I was a better football player than some like these kids that were much more athletic than me they were faster than me i was a better football player i could catch better than them i could run routes better than them i knew the game better than them my hand eye coordination i never had to drop pass bro i don't i didn't drop like again yeah i only had 13 passes receptions in college or whatever but in practice bro you get 100 balls i bro, I never dropped passes like i balled yeah. so in that aspect i knew when i walked on any court basketball football i didn't care d hop was on DeAndre hopkins was across me Sammy Watkins from it didn't matter bro like i knew they were bigger stronger and faster But you put that ball in my radius. I'm not going to, I'm going to catch it. That's what I do. Like, I literally, there's a reason I made varsity high school football as a freshman, played dual quarterback. Like, I was a, played the entire field, but I was an athlete. And so I had no fear when I got there. Like, yeah, they're bigger, stronger, and faster. But I was like, yeah, I I still can, I've I've still been playing catch since I was in diapers. Like, I remember thinking to myself on a jugs machine, like, I've caught 10,000 more balls than these kids because my dad had the jugs machine when I was four. I was out there with a jugs machine at six. He brought home a baseball pitching machine. I had a pitching machine since I was five years old. I was cracking them out of the park like my hand-eye coordination ability to be an athlete was just second nature to me. So, um, yeah, when I got there, it's funny, like I said, because I would have probably never been recruited. But once I got there, they I realized I was an athlete. I just kept working, 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 and, and continued to build that skill set up and and to, and to compete. So it was it was a cool it was a cool little um, like. Transition in life, coming from war and being able to tap back into uh, my athletic ability and harness skill and and, and be part it, of a new team.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And yeah, I mean I, I I've definitely seen you know examples of your athleticism. I think it's pretty crazy. And you know, I think that that's a pretty true statement about you and what I know of you. You know, you might not be the, you know, best, whatever the the, the biggest, the strongest, the uh, you know most talented or whatever in any situation but i feel like the work ethic that you have and the mentality that you're able to just like put forth every day i think that that's what separates you and what's led you to the success and so many different things that you have had no i yeah
1: no and yeah i I would i would agree to you it's all about separation man like i think a lot of people think you need breakaway speed to accomplish um goals or set records and it's like you know it's a game. Life is a game of inches. And sometimes you're only going to get a step or half a step of separation. You got to make play. And that's been the story of my life. The mm-hmm. story of my vida that's because, bro, I'm not the biggest, strongest or fastest, like I said, but I can create separation. I can create myself the gap of what I need to get my toe in that door and my body will fit through right after it. Don't worry about that because I'm going to work my ass off to get to there. But yeah. I think sometimes you just have to take your advantage. And the same in the court. Like, I was always an undersized point guard, shooting guard, et cetera. But all I need – when I see Steph Curry play in LaMelo Ball, that was very similar to my style, right? Like, I could shoot very dynamic pass. Like, always looking down the court. I was a quarterback. Like, I'll beat you with the pass, not the dribble. Like, you got to work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Um, and I think that is a very um, abstract imagery of my own life and, and what I hold applicable to my, to my efforts is, you know, I'm not going to be able to throw the ball 80 or run, run past you. But if I can move these chains, if I can work hard to get that first down and keep the ball in the field, if I can, you know, get inside the paint and get your big man in foul trouble and give it to my advantage. Okay. Now we're playing the game where it's on my structure, my time, my line, and and you're, and you're still winning. You're making progress. Um, And so that yeah you know i played a lot of chess as a kid i still play a lot of chess now i'm really getting back into it uh and it's it's great man you kind of just you 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 try to view life in more of a strategic way um of accomplishing things and 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 reassuring yourself that this is what you want to be doing and what you're working for um and yeah it's 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 a process and a journey um but yeah I, i always tell people i don't always tell people I'm telling you, like, you don't need the separation to, to feel like um, you're winning the race or, or winning the down or winning the, the play. You, you, all you need is a little bit of separation. And, and if your yeah. teammate knows that, if you guys are on the same page or whoever, you're, or whatever it is, you're going to you're going to you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna do good things. Right. You're going to be able to at least make plays or give efforts, right. you might not win. you might not uh, complete the pass, you might not make the shot, but you gave your shot. A good, you gave yourself a great opportunity. You gave yourself a look. You gave yourself a chance. And that's where it starts for me. Is nothing that I've accomplished is possible if I don't give myself a chance. If I don't put myself out there. If I don't take that first step. If I don't create just an inch mm-hmm. of separation to have the bandwidth for air to come through to oxygenate, oxygen, oxygen I don't even know what's a word. Oxygenate my my ideas, right? So mm-hmm. create that little bit of hesitation, separation um, for your own self, and uh, yeah, and see and see what happens. See what kind of plays you can make in your life.
0: Definitely, yeah. Uh, it that just kind of epitomizes the whole like stay driven thing that is kind of part of your your branding and like your message. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Man. Uh, so, Daniel, would you say that like, r- as of right now, music—that's like the biggest passion that you have going on. It's,
1: it's really wild because I think I'm ADD in some <laughs> regard. Um, okay. But I hop around a lot, right? And that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, yeah. So yes, music has always, 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 always siempre been my passion. I mean, I was writing. I was a published poet at six years old, like seven years old. Not like I was, but I was submitting poetry to contests. And like one of my poems made like a book. Yeah. So um, that was something that has just always been an outlet, and I think that's the difference. What I'm trying to like my passions, I don't want to dry out my passions. I don't want to put them all out in the sun at once. And, and because the reality is I have dreams of being on tour. I want to be a working artist. I want to have um, recognition and credibility in, in the game and as, an, as a musician to collab and write. And, oh you know, man, yeah, Danny Ray was a part of that. Like just have that because I believe I'm, I'm lyrically sound. I feel like I have a gift of, 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 of this artistry. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to put everything into it and then not get a reward, right? Because that'll 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 beat my my love out of my of what I have. So um, I have to diversify my own portfolio, my own life of of opportunity and and passion. Um, and right now, I'm down in Colombia uh, learning Spanish, and it's something that has always been an objective in my life since about no that's that doesn't mean it so it has been an, a priority in my life to learn spanish since about 25 26 um and i'm really obsessed with it it's, it's something super challenging for me right now and and i'm getting i'm getting um just a lot of a lot of nutrition from my way of thinking opening up my mind and, and knowing that i'm going to be able to communicate on a different level and be on the international speaking circuit when i come back and do movies in spanish so my passions are all kind of aligning right now. And I think my passion is working hard and seeing something accomplished. So whether that's an album or whether that's um, a language or or a business idea, whatever that might be, like, I think I kind of have my structured moments when I need to execute and and give my time and effort because I don't want to sit there and, and this is me personally, like 10 years down the road, you know, I made ten albums. Four of them were just regurgitated because I was just putting it out there to make sure I was a continue working artist. Now I'd rather, right. You know, you know, have a, a second book come out, have filmed two or three movies. Okay, now I'm simultaneously working on about four or five an EP right now. I have four, maybe five songs. I'm going to put on at six potentially, depending on if I get another beat or two in there. But it's just I have to harness my my. Experiences and my beliefs, right? Like Mm -hmm. every time I write, this is something that I want to put out into the world for forever, and it to be lasting. So uh, it's important that I don't dilute it or or, um, overcook it. So I'm extremely passionate about music. I love it. I'm working on it right now, but I don't like to tell people. It's or to answer your question, it's not the. It's not like my end all be all passion. For me, my passion is to be to grow. Is is to gain more knowledge. Is to flourish. And ultimately, that will transition into better music, into more music, uh, into styles, genres, collaborations. And, and that's what I'm really excited about. So I think my passion right now is to evolve as a human, um, yeah. challenge myself um, artistically and lingually, and uh, and hopefully hit next year or the next years of my life with uh, more opportunity and, and uh, and more music and uh, more creativity
0: yeah no I think that that's awesome and kind of like you've talked about today just like creating opportunities and putting your best foot forward and everything I think it's like dude I remember like just I don't remember like how long ago it was but you're like I was talking to you and you're like yeah I'm just going to Colombia to learn Spanish I'm like what <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like all right cool <laughs> so it's just like I feel like you you know you're someone that's not afraid to just like put yourself out there just like try different things or new things and just be like yeah like I'm just gonna go do this I'm gonna go learn this and I feel like when you do pursue something you don't want to just like learn how to you know talk to maybe like one person in America in Spanish Like you want to be able to master it like I think that's something that I've learned about you and from you that like the things that you put your time and energy into like You don't want to just be like okay or good at it. You want to really master that craft and evolve it into being like almost like a an extension of you and like a a fully mastered art.
1: Absolutely, bro. Like it's a hundred percent. Like a hundred percent. Sorry, I'm taking notes. Believe it or not. Oh, you could. Yeah. No. Um. I really you made a good point. Um. But no, like. But it's it's it correlates like as much as it's funny the translation in spanish it doesn't it doesn't i'm a leaf i tell people i'm a leaf in the wind right like i enjoy kind of reinventing myself and going mm-hmm. with the flow and seeing where life takes me um but one of the reasons i, 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 I kind of hit on it i grew up in a predominantly white area in virginia my parents are from new mexico texas american citizens my grandparents are married i'm third generation american but for me there was i there I kind of had a cultural wake up when I used to pride myself I'm like, barrel. I, I don't speak Spanish no from Virginia, I don't speak Spanish. I used to color in the other box in my forms and put American and like just like like what are y'all are crazy? Why are we continuing to do this and then probably two, three years ago, four years ago, masa menos more or less, I'm speaking at a conference an author's conference in California, and I speak to three different high schools, and one of them is an underprivileged community. The, mayoría, the majority of the escuela was minorities, Chicanos, Mexicans. I'd probably say 30% of them, English was their second language. And maybe 15% of them were struggling to speak English. I like, could not speak English. Gave a lecture, standing ovation, tire schools, signed books, loving it. And there's 10, 15 kids that are in tears that cannot communicate with me. And that's when it hit me. I was like, wow. Like you want to call yourself a source of inspiration in this world, and and and, and embrace what people prayed you for, and, and thank you, and you can't even commute with someone, communicate with somebody that looks like you. Like you've been turning a blind eye to your culture and community, and trying to flush out who your identity is and what you come from and your lineage, and you don't have a connection to my a connection to my roots, my idioma, my language. Um, and in that moment it was like, yeah, bro, like you need to take a look in the mirror and be real with yourself. This is who you are. And this is what, if you want to really be special and even impact on this world, if you want to really, um, have a fulfillment or a, and a, a, feel like you're not complete, but feel like you were completing, uh, yourself, then you need to learn, learn this. Um, mm-hmm. and so that was kind of this, the starting point, fast forward pandemic business things shut down. And, you know, for me, you know, it was a it was a it was a necessary adjustment in a in my life um to kind of take blinders off that i didn't need to be wearing anymore to take off a uh, um, to or take on new 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 beginnings and readjust priorities shifting it to be music shifting it to be um speaking and acting and more writing right and so yeah. it's uh it's it's been um it's always been me and my mentality to go pursue, but I've also had like moments in my life where this has been, there've there been clear structure or clear definitions of why I'm doing or why the next chapter is presented. So it is sporadic and I'm not afraid to go for it, but it, it's usually cultivated from some type of experience or some type of lasting dream or desire that I've always wanted to do. So it plays in hand. Like I have a song that uh, uh, is socialized and like, don't seem surprised that I've arrived. Now my dreams all coincide. Why go for pride? You won't grow inside. I'll be lit if I solidify. Because there's hope, baby, hope inside my boat. And I'm going to row with it until I can't go on. And I don't know if it's soul fixing, but I will stay strong. Because on the low, girl, it's the only thing i got worth hanging on. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I love it. And it's it's kind of funny that you just referenced Socialize. Because I was going to ask... Um, you know, from your music journey so far, is there a song that is, like, your favorite song that you've ever written or, like, a favorite line? Um, would it be the one <laughs> that you just referenced in Socialize? Or, like, is there... Uh, No, I, I mean, yes like? and no, but
1: that's just kind of how my life works, man. Like, yeah. it's always a lyric. I've, I mean, I put lyrics to everything, and not even my own. Like, people will say something, like, oh, have you heard the song? It's, like, from, like, 1963. It's from the Isaac. but, like, I'm a music head, like, genre, so... Like, we're products of our environment, right? That's what you have to understand about language and word and sound is, like, once we hear it and embrace it, it has meaning. We've we've grown to evolve and bring that structure in our life and implement it and break it down and translate it. And so I hold on to that because those are moments of of defining either motivation or or understanding of something. And so to answer your question, I don't know if I have favorite lyrics because they're all, like, kids to me. Like, they're all just walking ideas of, like, when when I write, I'm like, man, it's really good. Like this slaps. So this is gonna be dope. <laughs> and it's also like, you know, but it's it's not like, oh, that's. I have songs where I'm like, yeah, that that was real. Like that one was deep. But I try to put out music that I'm proud of every across the board. Like if you play the song, you're, I'm I I'm gonna be proud of whatever comes out of that radio or whatever comes out of that. So yeah, um, I think socialize is a great song. It you know I, I talk to, I have like a line in there about you know. Then you hear we kill Pat Tillman years before the iPhone film, and we were just kids being children, Creekside reeling, you know. Like, so I I, I talk about the my path. It's the same song, but yeah, no, it's hard for me to say like, oh, one song is that makes or breaks me or this or that because they've yeah. all they've all been um, that rope has been put down in that well deep, and I, and I try to bring up as much fresh water as I can and, and put it into my lyrics.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's great. And that that's kind of what I figured you would answer, that they're all kind of like your kids and it's yeah. hard to pick. And um, you know, I mean, just not just saying it because uh, you know, you're a friend or anything, but when I listen to your music, you know, I I think that all of it is it's just so good. I mean, for me, just like as a as a music lover, you know, like when I, I listen to the stuff you put out there, it's it's like I don't want to skip any of it. Like they're <laughs> they're different they you know have different messages they have you know different kind of types of lyrics and different kind of vibes and feels but it's all good and i feel like it's you've it's been cool to see kind of like your journey with music and the growth that you've had too
1: i appreciate that and um yeah, yeah i try to i I'm, I'm i'm influenced by a lot of music and uh, uh you know i do rap soy yeah. rapero as we say but uh, to me that's a challenging it's a very I, i'm i'm i write all songs like that's the that's the thing people like what are you my bro i got a live band like i do my shit live like i'm in the studio Mm -hmm. make some beats like i'm an artist bro i'm a lyricist like i don't care what the beat is i can put music i can put words to it like that's the easy part for me the fun part is writing is diving in for a weekend or sometimes a month or scanning dictionaries and looking Mm -hmm. looking at store signs just walking across walking down the street to get lost and look for new ideas and like or or try to inspire a conversation just to get something out of somebody that might trigger right. in you. And that, and that's the beauty of it. So, uh, that's, that's the enjoyment of it for me. Um, like, you know, I could be in a room with no light and I'm two days later, I'm like, Oh man, it's been two days, but you don't, you're not thinking that because I'm so fulfilled by writing or, mm-hmm. or creating something that I know somebody like yourself might not want to skip through it and that's the importance of why i have to detail my my audience isn't massive like i try i want to continue to work but i'm going to continue to work but you know that's not my that's why you know a lot of people you gotta market put your social media like man like i've always been an advocate of like you know i am not a social guru i've had help in some regards but i just like making the music i like putting out there like i'm like nobody's marketing me i'm not a marketer right i'm Mm -hmm. i'm like and so I'm not going to waste my time trying to check off things or or if the art is what I love and the art is what I do and the music's what I make you know I'll make it for my audience and I'll make it for myself and if that cultivates in the world and takes off and other opportunities that come well it's back to the persistence of my nature like I'm going to continue to just work at what I like to do or what I love and if the bigger opportunity comes, it's not going to be a surprise. It's going to be because it's what I've always wanted to do yeah. and what I continue to work for. So, you know, it's, it's just uh, it's, a, it's a process and nothing is overnight. I mean, some things are, but most things for me in my life have not been. Um, so you just got to, again, persistence to drive, surround yourself with shit that you love so you have a desire to get out and continue to accomplish and create and grow. Um, and I think that's a, a a very sound way to structure uh belief and and purpose is small steps create that separation but do it to what you like do it to what you love yeah. um and you know and most things work out from there where, uh it, you know and and it's all mindset and um and want to and know how and uh you know humans sapiens are are incredible species or incredible species with um man, so, so much to give and so much yeah. to, to take. So it's, uh, yeah, don't limit yourself. And, uh, yeah, for me, that, that's, that's, just more music, man. I see like these dudes touring at like 50, yeah. You know, right. And I'm like, fuck yeah, brother. Why should I put a ceiling or a timeline? And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I want to rock Coachella and Lollapaloozas and I think okay, who wants to go see a forty-year-old at Coachella? it's like you don't <laughs> know that, bro. Like right. you can't think that way because you never fucking know. Right. Um, so like, just keep doing your thing and, and we'll see what happens, bro. Like, don't yeah. don't let the worldly distractions um, derail you from what you love and what you do. So, you know?
0: yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's great, and I think like something you've talked about is like surrounding yourself with kind of like the right people, the right support, um, people with, you know, like-mindedness. And I think that that's why you and I have been able to connect and get along. Um, you know, very much what you were saying, like I resonated with, like, even with this podcast, like I, I don't have the biggest following by any means. And I, I probably should market a little more than I do, but, um, you know, I just, I love doing this. I love connecting with people like yourself and just like, you know sharing stories and you know how you got to where you're at and what you're doing and all that stuff so i mean that's what gets me excited to do so i mean like kind of like you said if if this blows up for me like i'm not going to be like surprised because like i'm putting in the work but at the same time like i'm not i'm not racing against anyone i'm, I'm on my own timeline and doing my own thing I'm just staying kind of nose to the ground and working hard on it
1: yeah man that's all you can do right yeah I mean, that's the beauty of self-fulfillment or entrepreneurship right. or anything of that nature where you're working for yourself or knocking off your own goals. Like, you can't put yourself in a comparative <laughs> state of other people because they probably don't share your dreams. Right. They don't Or maybe it's the same, but what's their process? What was their... There's so many variables that come into play, so you have to kind of put out the nonsense. And for that matter, you know, social media is is a, is a drugging of itself and an illusion. Like, in today's world, you can buy followers and buy streams and everything so it's like you see yeah. like this misconception of what you think people are working for what they've accomplished in reality it's what they've bought or what algorithm has given them the facade so you can't really put that into into the equation of happiness um yeah. you have to just do you know, it's so cliche but it's like just do it, it makes you happy like i'm living in a, a, tercer mundo, a third world right it's a mm-hmm. third world country, ice, but it was not third world. The souls and hearts of these people are so rich. The family is so genuine. The love for thy neighbor, their community, their purpose. They they wake up. They're happy, right? And it's, they're not being influenced by what they don't have, right. right? And that's the that's the sad part of America. Is like we have so much opportunity and thankfulness, but you're marketed. Buy shit constantly that you can't afford or you can't have or you haven't obtained yet, and it gives you a this barometric pressure of bullshit um, that you have to work harder, that you have to skip lunch, that you have to not take a holiday. You know, you don't call somebody you love because you're working towards. It's like, bro, you have to realize what are you what do you really want out of this? Like, like you are you doing this because you love it? Are you doing it because you want to? be comparatively the next joe rogan right and right. maybe that is a dream but um you know but that's you that's not that's not going to happen for everybody and that c- you can't put those pressures on yourself to say if i don't do this or become this and this is a failure no then you're not doing it for the right reasons you're not right. going to put a message out there that people are going to uh, embrace and absorb you're going to give them you're going to give them something like oh this is just another dude trying to get numbers and you know like no, be authentic, be you, uh, create what you want, do it at your pace, like you said, and, and make sure you're putting out a product that you're proud of. Yeah. Um, I think <clears throat> I think that's where a, a slight bit of narcissism is healthy, right? right? I think a mirror is good. Like, I check myself out, right? It gives me an honest perspective of how I look and how I like. And also, you need to have that honest perspective with yourself. Like, No matter if anybody else likes it, as long as you like that shit and you can bump your music or listen to your podcast... That's all that fucking matters because yeah. make yourself smile, man. And I'm sure you got, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure you got some loving people in your life. They're yeah. going to support you. That's, that's really all that counts, man. Like that's really, really at the end of the day, like a smile is a, smile's a smile is a smile. And, and you just got to do, continue to do what you to, to do that you, that you really, that really is, is a true testament of you. Not something that you're trying to um, accomplish for somebody else's recognition, it's, it's your own, it's your own bandwidth and, and desires is what I think makes it special.
0: Totally. Definitely agree, man. Uh, last yeah. thing that I just really wanted to kind of pick your brain on a bit and just uh, talk to you bit was, um, so, you know, you mentioned something else you're passionate about was acting and totally escaped me. I forgot uh, that is another passion of yours. So um, how was, you know, kind of the process and everything that went into uh, the outpost? How was that for you?
1: Uh, kind of daunting in a way but yeah i mean again like it's the same the same highway of exit and opportunity like i had continued to pave and and run the race to win or, or for myself in that manner and i was living in california i was you know on looking for auditions and always wanted to act and was on the speaking circuit and was looking to get my foot in and representation. I was represented by an agency for speaking and had asked them for representation in acting and music, but obviously like, like, no, like, who are you? And so it's like, I felt like I had so much opportunity, like, at my fingertips and nobody was giving me the time of day, like, nobody, like, okay, you got a book, like, that's all we're going to rep you for, like, you have, and I'm like, no, I'm a really good artist, like, I can act. I'm at the, the world's top three agency and was representing me for speaking, and I'm like, Literally, like you guys have a, a solid actor right here. Like you guys have an, an amazing musician. They're like, like, I can do this. Nobody would give me the time of day. So when the outpost presented itself as something that was going to be made and the book was being made, um, I was like, all right, well, they're going to ask for my out- my input and um, to be a, a, I forget the word, like, advisor wanted me to be an advisor and kind of give an in, uh, insight on the film. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was like, you know what? Well, if they're going to make a movie about my life and ask me about it, like this is, this is my window of opportunity to <laughs> to hopefully uh, spark a career. or, or give. It's, it's the same mindset and philosophy I had in football. You cannot expect to play in the NFL or play in college or anything if you do not have film. If you cannot put film out there for a coach to see and to grade you on and see your critiques and see your movement and see the potential, then there's you're a blind figment of your own imagination in this world. And so, as much as that movie was difficult to make and very emotionally straining. Mm -hmm. The bigger picture is I had to look at the kid that I was before any of the war unfolded before any of that adversity and tragedy and and loss of friends had occurred. It's like I always wanted to act. I've always wanted to make movies. And if this is the opportunity that life has presented itself, I need to figure out a way to get a part of it. And and to get what I want out of my life, like if I survive this, and somebody's going to glorify it, romanticize it, then this is an opportunity for me to be a part of a project that, or 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 some type of project in a in a facet that I've always wanted to be a part of, a film, acting, a set. And so yeah, I went and asked them who they had playing me, and um, they didn't have Cassidy yet. And you know, I threw the idea out there. I was like, listen, I'll fly myself out there. (laughs) I'll be a part of this film. I'd like to you know, to really be in this industry. and, and that was kind of the, the, the initial push. The director and the uh, um, production company signed off on it. You know, I was in Bulgaria like a month later, out there for a month filming. Um, the director absolutely loved my the one scene. <laughs> because again, it's like the whole Clemson thing. Like, I think I was more of a good story and marketing ad than somebody to come in and change the film or change the program. But once you get there, you know you gotta just show them what you have and work hard and i knew that i was a good actor i knew i was a you know a sound artist like i knew i was still athletic and could do my own stunts so there's things that just play into the acting realm of what i've always wanted to do and you know i've been making music videos since college me and my friends would make movies and home movies like since we were kids with our camcorders like this is something that it wasn't me just first time in front of a camera like, yeah. This is something i've always wanted to do there's something even like people would watch my snapchats They'd be like bro you're like really funny like creative like you like go above and beyond I'm like yeah i know like I, I love this shit. so when the movie came like i was always editing my own gopro videos everything when the movie came about it was like this is where i need to be at and i need to get on that set um and spark this next spark this next um chapter of what it's i've always wanted to accomplish and <laughs> just keep that kid curiosity yeah. Um, and 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 go for it so yeah that's how it unfolded it was a difficult process but it was more than the the difficulty i wasn't really making the movie mm-hmm. to like oh this is so everybody can see what i went through no i was making the movie so i get filmed to make more movies bro
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> 100 that was it i was getting the film bro like it was the opportunity that presented itself and this is a great great thing i can add authenticity make sure the film is properly and as and as genuinely portrayed as possible. That was something that I, I also had on my shoulders over there. And I'm thankful that Rod Lurie, the director and everybody else on set, was extremely um, uh, cautious of how they executed. They were very appreciative of the opportunity to tell the story and that the families were put first and foremost to make sure that mm-hmm. that it was kosher and, and, and was going to be well received, which was all unnecessary necessary um, which were all necessary for me. I, I wasn't going to be a part of something that was like, didn't tell the story right or bullshit right. this or that, right? So that was that was a criteria. But once that was, once that was hit and I knew that it's Hollywood is Hollywood and it's not going to be a perfect tale, I was there for me. I was there for yeah. me. I was there for families and I was there for me because, you know, at the end of the day, this is what I've always wanted. This is where I've always wanted to be. And if I don't execute on this or give it my best right now, then I'm going to have nobody else to blame but myself. Um, and so, yeah, it was a great, great opportunity. The film did well, obviously the pandemic hit which shifted a lot of things, but um, it was, became the number one stream movie on iTunes during the pandemic. It, you know, it led to me getting more representation uh, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know if I'll ever get another film again. Hopefully I will. I've got some uh, promising opportunities coming up um, that if everything goes through, you know, I might be filming uh, again next year very soon which I'm very excited for. And uh, yeah, I'm just continuing to work and get better at auditioning and uh, script reading. And, you know, again, nobody might want to see me at 40 Lollapalooza, but you know, (laughs) if I'm a part of the next game of Thrones at 45, I'm cool with that too. Right. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's just like, it's, it's all perspective, bro. Like you gotta, you gotta really love what you do and just stay with it and, um, and, and see what happens.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. That's awesome. And it it's really cool that you had that experience. And um, I mean, I know that when I uh, was able to watch the outpost, it, it was, it was really impactful and it was cool. It was obviously cool to see on the big screen, but um, yeah, I mean, I think like you said, I, I think it it's Hollywood, but I think at the end of the day, at least from the conversations that I've had with you and from the kind of, I'll say minimal knowledge I have about the events that uh, took place, it seemed like it was a, a pretty accurate and, and, good depiction, um, from a movie standpoint of, of the things Absolutely. that you went through and everything.
1: So, no, it was, I, I agree to that. And I'm, 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 extremely proud to have been part of the film. Um, um, yeah, I, it was well-received. Uh, again, like I haven't gotten hate mail from families. I can't right. believe you. So, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I, am proud of and I'm, I'm glad that it's, um, the story's told and, you know, it alleviated the pressure off me too. like a lot of people. I don't have to really dive down that hole anymore. I can tell you about the movie, but if you really want to kind of know what it was like, just go watch the movie, right? <laughs> yep. Exactly. That's what I got to tell you now. I'm like, yeah, just go watch the movie, man. It's all good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you don't have to get into like the weeds of it or go into much depth, but to anyone that's listening that isn't familiar with the outpost or what it's about, um, do you mind just kind of giving like a quick, like cliff notes of, kind of what it's about and everything? Yeah, no, it's, um,
1: <clears throat> uh, when I was in Afghanistan in 2009, um, my unit, my platoon and base was overrun by roughly 400 Taliban soldiers in what's known as the Battle of Kamdash, or the bloodiest battle in the war in Afghanistan. Uh, yeah, and we were completely overrun. Uh, eight of my friends were killed. 20-something of us were wounded, myself included, shrapnel on my leg and neck, and bullet fragment in my shoulder. And uh, yeah, it was about an 18-hour firefight. Everything was on fire. We killed about a hundred Taliban and then around the wire and like, he was nuts. So, um, yeah, just a very, very, uh, um, sa- savage moment, man, like fighting yeah. for your life. So, yeah. um, and that, and that got made into a, a motion picture and has been depicted in a very, uh, real and, and I would say entertaining way to some degree, but also mm-hmm. at the same time, like it's, it's for me and my, Sanity, it's, it's, painted a, it's painted an appropriate picture of authenticity that people yeah. can then see and hopefully, um, whether they appreciate it or not, just know maybe who my friends were a little bit better or know what soldiers mm-hmm. endured in, in those types of environments. And, you know, hopefully it will lead to something somewhere or, or potentially another war not being fought or putting something of that nature. So, you know, there's, there's the half glass full or full half, whatever, whatever, whatever the saying is, but um, that's kind of what I endured, how the movie came from it and and what I hope that it brings in for years to come.
0: Definitely. Definitely. You know, I think that's great. And um, you know, like I said, a good, good depiction of the events that took place and everything. So if that sounds interesting to anyone listening or, you know, you just want to check out Daniel, um, that's the outpost. I know it was on Netflix.
1: Yes, yeah, I, I think it's, it's everywhere now. I think, yeah, it's definitely yeah. Netflix. So okay, Netflix, Amazon, I think Amazon or who one of them has the director's cut. I can't remember. Okay. One of the subscriptions has a director's cut, which I actually have more scenes in. Okay. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. No, I'm just playing. So no, I have um, more scenes in the director's cut and they kind of talk about the making, etc. So okay. there's some options for people out there if they're uh, truly interested
0: and want to go check it out. Cool. Yeah. So I uh, definitely check that out. And then, um, there's what Spotify, Apple music.
1: Yeah, man. The kid is all over YouTube, Spotify, YouTube, Spotify we, yeah. Pandora, everything. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. My you latest album is, I will put it back on SoundCloud. My latest one, I'll put it up there. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Cause they actually have a new, they have a new um, platform now. Okay. So I forget the name of it, but, um, yeah, my art, my name is Daniel Ray Rodriguez. Um, a lot of my, you know, I used to, everybody called me D-Rod, but a lot of my girlfriends my, call me Danny Ray. And so I've always like had Danny Ray and I went to go put my music up as Danny Ray and all this. And um, there was like four other Danny Rays on Spotify or platform and uh, Distro DistroKid or Amuse, whoever I was using to put my music up, put my music under the wrong name. <laughs> and <laughs> so like last minute I changed it. To Danny Del Rey, uh, just I don't know. I like Lana Del Rey.
0: Yeah. My
1: my race different than Lana's Ray. Like she's yeah. R-E-Y, and it's actually my name. Like that's like not Lana's name. That's from Kings. That's Lana from Kings, which is great. Yeah. Um, but my name's Daniel, and from Ray, my father's name was Ray. So uh, yeah, Danny Del Rey um, is on all platforms. Um, is my artist name. Um, yeah kind of got a little ring to it so it's cool for me and it's and it and it still holds authenticity to who what my name is and, and where i'm from so danny from rain uh, yeah yeah danny del rey any, anywhere you want to stream we got new music coming out um uh, yeah man you want to collab yeah. send me some beats if you're out there listening i'm I'm a hungry hippo come feed me
0: <laughs> i love that man so yeah uh, outpost on pretty much any streaming or movie platforms danny del rey on music platforms um Daniel Rodriguez in terms of writing and speaking. Uh, if if I don't know, like a business or college is listening to this and wants a uh you know, a guest speaker or something. Um, I think those are all like the plugs to check you out. Um is there is, is there anything I'm missing or any other social medias you wanna include or anything?
1: Uh, you know, no I you know, you know, I, again I I get the importance relevant, but I I try to say I'm not a slut for the followers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Danny Del Rey, no, you know, come check me out, follow me, it's, it it it's not, it's, you know, just search Danny Rodriguez, if you can't find me, I guess I'm not that important, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I'm pretty chill, yeah, Danny Del Rey on, on mm-hmm. at least Instagram and Spotify, and that's my main hubs, Twitter's a little different, it's funny because my platforms consist of different audiences, yeah. I don't know if any other, other, or, or other people are, and do this, but, for music it's really not a big audience on my like my twitter or anything like that like it's more snap insta like i'm not really big on tiktok i put some stuff out there but it's it's wild what takes off for me people are obsessed with my war videos so i'll put like a war video up and it'll get however many streams likes and then i'll put it then i'll get taken down like somebody will get banned so like i go through these waves of like content where i get like followers are easy to search so you know i just try to just put out what i want like i don't really yeah. put a put a big emphasis on like i'll oh, follow me this i'm just like you know if, if we meet we meet if you hear my music we hear my music uh, and i hope you enjoy it and you know no hard feelings if you don't even bother to waste your time it's cool right. but I, like, I like it
0: <laughs> yeah that's all that matters man <laughs> awesome um daniel anything else that you want to end it with any last words or thoughts or anything uh I, I don't know
1: man you know if you want more you i got a book too you can go check that out rise um it's available on amazon and you know you know i think uh zach it's always been a pleasure um yeah. i'm glad we met uh talked to the university and we've stayed in touch you reached out you've been a asset uh in more ways than just a friend and you know so i'm you know, happy to do this and uh appreciate the time buddy
0: yeah, man. Appreciate you. Um, appreciate you taking the time to talk today. Glad to call you a friend. And, uh, you know, it's been cool to be on this journey together uh, just through life the last few years and excited for your future. I know you're going to do some great things. Can't wait to uh, hop on that tour with you and travel around and see all the hey, places that you're going. Let's and, go. um, I know when you uh, get back to the States, I know we've talked about linking up at some point. So uh, looking forward to getting together sometime and uh, all good stuff's coming.
1: Absolutely. My guy.
0: That's good talking to you. All right, man. Good talking to you too. We'll talk to you later. Later.